listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome back, everyone. It's episode 130 of the Lifted Life Podcast, and today we're talking about something different, something new. Something different, something new is basically inspired by uh, our recent trip mm-hmm. that we made, and also by our conversation around the idea of doing things differently to basically wake you up and shake you up back into um, a life full of joy and magic. It's not just about traveling. So if you're not really into traveling, kind of like me, actually. Hang in there. Hang in there. It'll still work. It'll still work. Yes. So um, there's a quote by, I wouldn't call him a mentor, but one of the guys that intrigues you. A chain. Um, My mentor, Jesse Elder, had a mentor, (laughs) had many mentors. And one of the guys that he um, worked with was Dr. Jack Aloka. I've mentioned him before in the podcast. And he has a phrase that he likes to kind of use. And it's, when is the last time you've done something for the first time? And that's inspired a lot of of Jesse's work and a lot of the stuff he did that I partaked in. really pushing yourself to uh, ex- have experiences that kind of open up your horizon or, or really push you to expand. And I think that this can happen on a lot of different levels, on a micro level, on a macro level. Mm. What we did was a seven hour trip south to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have to drive seven hours in a different direction in order to experience what we're talking or, about or, today. Uh, another example is like, in the course that I took or in the training that I took, a lot of people, like one guy chose skydive. He'd never skydived in his life. And that was his leading edge experience. That was his thing he did that he was scared to death of, but he accomplished. I chose um, standing in public. I, at the time, felt very, very, um, didn't feel comfortable going. This was like two years ago, but I didn't feel comfortable going out in public. I just, it always, ugh. That's not true. You wouldn't go out in public, but you did something weird in public. That's the most important thing. No, but before that, the reason I chose that was because I um, just never felt comfortable in like in the mall, for example. I just felt, I don't know, it just felt weird. And part of the exercise we did was I was supposed to go into a crowded place and just stand there. And the kids still talk about it. Like, remember that time you went and just stood in the mall? And I did that. And part of the thing was I was supposed to stop someone and ask them to take a picture of me. And that was very awkward for me, but I did it. And after I did it, I've, I've built upon that and really look back on that. I really enjoy doing that because it, it was very uncomfortable for me to do, but it kind of helped bust me out of that. I still feel kind of just, I know I'm all about doing different things, but just for the sake of being really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I guess my point was usually when this is, um, shared, people want to go really extreme with it go rock climbing, jump out of an airplane. And yeah, you can do that. But there's also simpler things or or weirder things, if you will. Right. Like socially awkward. Like all you did was stand still Mm -hmm. um, at a mall. Mm -hmm. And that was enough to be uncomfortable and different. My main question is always why? Like um, I have a list here of smaller things that could maybe bust you out of a rut or as I like to call it, busting out of the drift. 
because the idea is that we fall into patterns and habits and we feel as if life is happening the same way over and over. We're just repeating the same day. Sometimes we get into that, I don't know, rut. Okay, maybe this will explain why my weird thing was was so beneficial. I think at the time, I believe people were judging me. Like they would, I just felt judged. By doing that, I realized no one really knew I was standing there. They just walked around me. Like I actually had to stop someone and say, can you please take my picture? Like they, I could have stood there all day and I don't think anyone would have been like, what's that guy doing standing there? I would have had my eye on you and I would have put yeah. it in my... That's why I didn't invite you guys to come along. No, not just you because I know you, but if someone was standing in there, I'd be like, we got something suspicious over <laughs> in aisle three. But what I gained from that is no one's really paying attention to me. They're in their own world. We're about their own things. It's true. So some of these smaller things, I mean, I want to loop back to our trip and share about yep. some of those, the contrasts that we experience uh, because it had been a while since we got in the car and went that way away. Um, but even some of these smaller things like a late night walk, let's say it's 1030 and you normally are putting your pajamas on, but instead you put your tennis shoes on and you walk a few blocks and you look up at the night side stars or sky, both you look up, you look around. It's just a different experience. Um, let's see, let's say you usually take a shower and instead you take a bubble bath. Whoop. <laughs> that was like cue the sound of the bubble bath. <laughs> um, a new walking route. If you normally go one way, go the other. Attempting a handstand if you don't know how. Eating with your left hand if you usually eat with your right. These are all very small, subtle changes that can basically wake you up to the next idea of doing something different. So it may not be a big deal to brush your teeth with your left hand per se, but just by doing that, your brain starts thinking a little bit differently. And I think that we're kind of talking about this idea of, of waking up, right? To waking mm -hmm. up to the beauty, waking up to the appreciation, waking up to different and new ways of doing things. Sometimes it can be really handy to leave your house and to go stay somewhere new for a few days. And sometimes you just brush your teeth with a different hand. Both of them are kind of um, waking up your brain for something different and something new. I feel like they're also pattern disrupts. Yes. So you're used to normalizing brushing with your dominant hand or whatever. When you do those things that are different, it causes your awareness to kind of open up and see things in a different light. Okay. I've got something. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would never feel judged by people at a mall. Yeah. But I would if I stood still for a while. <laughs> So like to me, that's the opposite of what you want. You're doing something weird and awkward. And then it's like that whole balance between, I don't care what other people think. Mm -hmm. And yet, for instance, if you're listening to music really loud and you're disturbing the whole neighborhood, like mm -hmm. it's not about caring what people think. It's about consideration for other mm -hmm. people in your proximity. So it's this unique dance of being an adult and being like, I live my best life and I do what feels good and I follow my bliss and my heart. And also there are other people in my home and in my direct space that I want to be considerate of. So not that I think it's inconsiderate to stand awkwardly. Mm -hmm. I just ever, you've, you, ever since you did that, I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't with it. I couldn't figure it out. I still don't think I have it figured out, but I just want to let you know. I kids bring it up about once a month. Remember that one time? And I always just kind of shiver too. Like, oh, well, no, you're not judged. But if you do something really weird, people are going to judge you. Let's talk about judgment real quick. I've been beating myself up because I felt like I was constantly judging. Um, as of late, there's just so many contrasting experiences and mm -hmm. I didn't like feeling like I was judging this person or that person. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that that is what my brain does is it, it discerns. It uses discernment, contrasting 
um, um, viewpoints and it, it allows me to get more clear on what I believe. So anytime I had this wave of, I'm judging again, and I don't want to do that. I let myself off the hook. I gave myself some compassion. I said, this is discernment. If you can still love through the judgment, it's really just discernment. And that's what the human mind does. That was a side note. What do you think? So I personally have come to the belief that I can't stop the judgment. Mm -hmm. Like, like you said, it's discernment. It's this thing where you're trying to figure out where you fit and whether you accept what someone else is doing. That's going to happen. But I do agree with what you said about removing like the not struggle, but the, the negative emotions about it and realize that I personally want them to have their experience and I don't want to tell them how to live their life. So like you said, I guess it's like loving them through that, just allowing them to have their own experience and not put judgment on myself for so, judging them. Well, you, it's, you know that? Yeah. It's more of an awareness of, Oh, I see you're doing this. This is not how I would do it. This is not what I prefer. Uh-huh. And then using that as information to be more clear on what it is you do prefer. Yeah. Like it's just a contrast of awareness. And instead of staying stuck on, I don't like that. I don't like that. You just allow it to flip back to, which leads me to what I do prefer. Mm-hmm. So I think kind of it's about putting your attention on the problem versus the solution sort of thing. That was a definite side note, but it's something I've been really going through. So I'm glad it came up. Okay. Back to something different, something new. As we said, it can be very small kind of micro level and it can also be macro like leaving the home that you've been sleeping in night after night after night. And so for us that did recently happen. we traveled down to uh, hot springs, Arkansas didn't see a single spring. That was a bummer. Mm. Um, the spring park was closed. They said it was an electrical issue going on at the park. I think that a grizzly bear had a park ranger held hostage. <laughs> so I told the kids. So we didn't see any hot springs, but we did go mining for crystals. That was cool. And we had a really cool view um, at the house we stayed at. Now I do have to give some props to my sister who is the family adventurer and says, let's go on a trip. Slash event planner. Slash event planner. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. go on a trip. I want to go on a trip. Let's go see somewhere new. Let's create memories. Now, I'm all for these things, but it's a lot of work. Let me tell you. We had to get pet sitter. That includes two dogs, one cat, and a bunny rabbit. That was some next level preparation because we never left the bunny. The bunny has it's proven a, to be a lot of work. There's a whole other story. You probably did a whole <clears throat> po- podcast on I think how ma- all have manifested that bunny a long time ago. We said that girl's going to get a bunny. Uh-huh. We're dreading that day. We're going to keep saying no for a while, but here we are. She has a bunny. So we have a bunny, but it's really her bunny. She is the bunny mom. Like that bunny treats her like the mom, not me. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other animals, they know I'm the mama. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a lot of prep. It was a lot of front end work and rearranging and planning, even though I didn't even plan a lot of it. My sister did. And I could just feel the resistance of, wouldn't it just be easier to stay home? Wouldn't it just be easier to keep doing it the way we've been doing it? And yet there's so much value to getting away from the regular uh, flow of life and just experiencing a totally new state, a new house, a new landscape. I mean, we had it all. There are mountains in Arkansas, people. I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm horrible at geography and those kind of things. But do you feel like you'll forget it now? No, no. You lived it. You saw it. You experienced it. Yeah. So that's kind of how we're guiding our children's education at this point. We're doing homeschool still. And we feel like the more lived experiences 
rather than just reading out of a book, they can actually experience it versus just try to memorize it. So since you brought up homeschool Mm -hmm. um, and leading edge experiences, I'll share an experience that I had at the house in Hot Springs. We've both read Free to Learn by... Don't know. Everybody knows that book. If you're in the anyway. that realm, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, free Something to learn, gray. classic. Peter Gray. Peter Gray. So, Peter Gray. <laughs> um, and in the book, he kind of outlines how um, children, when kind of left at their own devices, will invent a game, and then they will adjust the rules so all the children can play and kind of have fun. And if they don't adjust the rules, then the kids will leave, and then the game ends. And actually, the game for the kids is th- for the game to never end. <laughs> so... Or to keep it going as long as possible. Yeah, keep it going as long as possible. (laughs) So we were there, and the kids started inventing this game. Like It's like volleyball, but I don't even know how to explain it. But it's like volleyball. They're hitting a ball back and forth. Then they just watching them evolve that game. And there might have been a time in my life when I would have said, you guys are being too loud, and you settle down, you're going to break something. Break something was my concern, too, because it's it's not your house. Yeah, like I felt (laughs) that kind of kicking in, but it was later in the night, and we were relaxing. We just let them go. And I'm just sitting there watching these kids play. I'm like, they're doing it. They're inventing this game. They invented the game. They started modifying the rules because there's quite an age range right? from 9 to 17, 17. and then 2 in the middle. Mm -hmm. So it was just interesting to watch them kind of adjust the rules in the game and then they kept it going for hours i mean it felt like hours at least an hour i would say and it was cool too because they would say the rules but they didn't ever just sit down and be like here are the rules yeah it was more like play as you go learn as you go tweak as you go Mm -hmm. and then um the two people that would sit out they even had a side game yeah (laughs) that they would throw a ball to each other and when you rotated seats the two people that are waiting for their next turn would throw a ball at each other and they would throw it hard and kind of (laughs) it was kind of violent not really it was rough yeah it was not violent it was rough but but they loved it because it it kept all four engaged in this game it's quite interesting quite an experience yeah this year has been quite an experience for us Mm -hmm. as we've transitioned over to homeschooling Mm -hmm. so um we've been reading books and trying to challenge our kids to see learning differently we've never really taken on the role of let's teach our kids what learning is we just kind of thought school would do that. Mm-hmm. But now we've found that they think of learning as terrible, boring schoolwork that they have to do. And I'm trying to prove to them that every day, all day, through the things they enjoy doing, it's because they're learning. If it was something they already knew, it would be boring. Mm-hmm. And kind of getting them to see that the things they really love involve learning too, because I feel like we're wanting to kind of inspire them to be lifelong learners. And the reason that really relates to this podcast is the exact same reason you're listening if you were already inspired to the max every day you wouldn't probably want to tune into the lifted life mm-hmm. podcast but instead you know that it's something you need to come back to to revisit to keep practicing and so we are all just kids learning on the playground of life and here we are with something different and something new so we traveled seven hours south we had a really cool large uh, home with a lot of glass windows as you've heard of talk, us talk about on the podcast, we're kind of in the market for building or doing something different. And so getting to live in a totally different house that was a fairly new build was a great experience for us. There were several things we're like, we love this. We would never do this. Mm. We would never do that. One of the things I didn't like was the railing. Yeah. Railing freaked me out. This big, long railing where you could look down. Some people, that's good for them. For me and my nervous system, it's not. So that was a lived experience, a contrast that now I have more data and I know... 
I don't want that. I also love the big windows, but it was really bright in there in the morning. So definitely bedrooms need to be away from big giant windows. Lots of data and information, but I don't know. I just feel like the, um, this is more the macro end, which it, excuse me. Yeah. Macro. Yeah. But it's not even that macro, like going across the ocean, I think is the ultimate, like get away from everything, a totally new language, right? Where you're immersed in a culture that is so different from yours. Mm -hmm. That's the really big kind of jumping out of an airplane version Mm -hmm. of a new experience. But there are so many ways that you can shake up your life, shake up your routines, bust out of the rut that you might be in, shake off the drift. Have I shared this story of the drift that Michael Hyatt, he and his wife, I think, and I can't remember if this was just a parable or a true story, but they were scuba diving and snorkeling or anyway, something along the lines of water and underneath of it. And when they popped their heads up, somehow they had drifted so far from the shore that they were very surprised. And he said, it felt a little bit like being at midlife and looking back at your life and saying, how am I already 50 or Mm -hmm. however old he was when this happened. And I think that this idea of something different, something new is to help prevent the drift or to shake off the drift or bust out of the drift, finding new leading edge experiences to wake you up to the life that you have. That's so beautiful. That's right in front of you. If only you bring to it, um, new expansive ways of being. I thought you had something you were looking at me. Just taking it all in thinking about you know experience that that's the goal right is to have that experience to have that expansive moment to do that thing that felt difficult or never been done before and realizing i can do hard things is it the goal like i guess there's different goals right Mm -hmm. it could be the goal to not be bored in your life it could be the goal to have new experiences to grow like i think there can be a lot of outcomes from doing something different and something new Um, And they may be different for each person. And the list, like I said, may look different. Like I mentioned taking a bubble bath when you normally take a shower. Well, maybe it's flipped. If you're always Mm -hmm. taking bubble baths, stand up and bathe yourself and see what happens. (laughs) Life's totally different from that vantage point. So it, it really is individual to you. So only you can know what you do normally every day and then bring a new experience to it for the contrast, for the data. Um, Even if it's something you end up saying, I didn't really like that then maybe it brings more appreciation to what you do do. Yeah. I'm trying to think about like breaking habits, you know, is that the same thing? Like you're breaking something you do that you've normalized and it's become almost, you don't even think about it. You do it autopilot. I think that's the idea is like the autopilot is it's the drift. Autopilot yeah. is the drift yes, yeah. and to be awake and to be pre- like presence is the opposite of autopilot. Yeah. You can do the same things, but if you bring a new level of presence to them, then it's not, you're not in the drift. Yeah. When you do new things, you have to be aware because you don't, you're, there's no autopilot. Your brain doesn't know what to do. Right. Yeah. There's no autopilot at this Arkansas house. We created right. new normals. We created mm-hmm. new routines and it, you know, forces you to ask yourself. I feel like that this year, especially 2021 has been a real doozy in certain areas of the business. And I just continue to ask myself, who am I being? How am I, how am I showing up and who am I being? It was a, a question that just keeps coming into my mind. And when you do something totally new and different, I feel like that question comes up too. Um, mm. it, it has to come up because you aren't, um, doing that same, like you don't, you have to, the question just is inevitable. And I think that's a beautiful part of something different and something new also. Yeah. I like to also think about, um, 
the universe is a reflection of you. So it's like the residue or it's the past um, of your past experiences. What is what you have now? So thinking about like when you said, who am I being like, that's what's causing this reality. That's what's causing this reflection of my experiences is who I'm being. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a new space, it may be, maybe the main reason it's so beneficial, beneficial to do something different is because it allows that mirror to become more clear. Mm-hmm. And that can be traveling somewhere seven hours south, or it can be traveling backwards on a walk. Didn't you go walk backwards yeah. before too? I mean, yeah. just for that There's same idea. There's tons of things like uh, do the like. Normally, I walk in a square, just the way our neighborhood's set up. I walk in a square, so you can go the opposite way, walk backwards, part of the one of the sides of the square, hmm. walk without shoes. Walking without shoes is nice. Mm-hmm. Then you are carrying your shoes or walking around barefoot in the city some people might yeah it's it's a little wild watch out for glass that's true too okay um let's see this week's episode has been brought to you by lifted naturals and our four mood probiotics uh we have four various formulas that are all targeted to help with um mood and digestive support and you can find those over on amazon walmart.com and also our own shop that's shop.liftednaturals.com so we appreciate you tuning in. Um, great news. We already have the next two weeks episode ideas lined up. And one of them is about being an idea generator. Um, and in order to make that episode really amazing, I think we're going to implement a task. It may not be next week's, but maybe the week after. But either way, between now and then, we're going to implement what we're going to talk about so we can bring that reflection back to you. Nice. So uh, that is our homework and your homework. I gave homework last week too. I just, I'm on a roll. Get to work, people. I'm a homeschool mom. I'm a coach. I give homework to do something different, something new. And when you do report back to us, we would love to hear about it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on The Lifted Life. Bye.